If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 116 of the Nonstop Baseball Ooh. Podcast. It's no, yeah, it's we're we're going through it. I've got situations. I'm not at my usual setup. It feels so weird to not have a microphone in front of me. Uh, sorry if the quality sounds any worse, <laughs> but we are here as we can, as you know, doing the best we can. A week of a lot of milestones being set. Uh, whether it's just single season stuff uh, or some huge career milestones as we'll get to as well, but a fun week of baseball nonetheless. Um, and yeah, I am Noah joined as always by Brian and Adam. Brian, how's it going? It's going absolutely wonderful. You know, just another day. Yeah, <laughs> just another day. Another I've been, day. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching some football. I have not been watching a lot of baseball. I know some guys have been playing well, some hot names. I know the <laughs> Giants have been rather uninteresting to watch. And yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> How about you, Adam? How are you? It's been a certifiably funky week. Funky fresh? Uh, Just generally funky. Oh, just funky. <laughs> just <Okay>. generally <laughs> <Not> weird. <fresh. laughs> yeah, the the Jays have had a have had a definitely weird one, but uh, I imagine we'll get into a lot of that later, uh, specifically against Noah's team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a, a a funky week for me too. Um, been busy uh, uh, this week. I'm. For those of you who don't know, it's my second year of teaching, and I got uh, my first suspension of my career. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Won't go into that, but yeah, definitely a week. Um, and uh, yeah, just being a little extra tired at the end of the day, but ready to talk some ball. Um, been paying attention as close as I can, similar to Brian, but sometimes things get a little, a little much. But yeah, I mean... Looking at these uh, standings, I mean, that AL West, as we talked about a few weeks ago, just continues to be a crazy fun time. Uh, wild card and the National League continuing to take shape as well. And like I said, a lot of a lot of important feats for individual players this year. But Adam, where do you want to start us off with? Boy, um, I mean, man, we could start all over the place. Um. Let's go milestones. There was there was a couple pretty big ones. Um, one that uh, I I know we talked about preseason, and boy, it almost looked like it wasn't going to happen this year because, uh, unfortunately, it's it's been a really rough season for Adam Wainwright. But notched career win two hundred, and you love to see that. Way to go, Wayne! In a legit way too. Yeah. Oh, in an absolutely legit legit win. Um, yeah, going seven innings, zero runs, four hits, like, yeah, and it, and it was a one nothing game too. So, <laughs> yeah. So, stuff. do you guys think him getting his two hundredth win was worth it for him not retiring with Pujols and Molina? Yeah, 
I mean, okay. I think that was literally the only reason to, to do continue it. playing. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's not yeah. been his best season. <laughs> no, certainly I mean, not. And let's be honest, like he thought he was going to be in another playoff run and doing that too. And this is also true. You know, like your yeah, surroundings like, changes a lot. And he was, you know, a, a three seven pitcher last year. So he was like, oh, I'm another, you know, another good year contribute. He's I'm sure he's a competitive guy. He's like, and I'm going to, you know, maybe even try and get another ring as we looked at the Cardinals going into this year. Yeah. So it's not like he was just like, yeah, I'll be on another sub 500 team to eke out 200 wins. He was definitely trying to go for a world series this year. And obviously that didn't work out. And, uh, I don't know if he was thinking Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. He shaved uh, two war off of his career war this year. So yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's, it, it is unfortunate that war even holds as much as it does. It's such a funky stat. <laughs> but yeah. especially um, for pitching, especially for pitchers. Um, but yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, I mean, we'll look back. It's it's going to be the worst year of his career <laughs> by by a fairly decent mm-hmm. margin. Um, which, you know, it is a slightly sort of sour end to an other, otherwise just an awesome career. Um, yeah, wonderful, but, uh, wonderful career. Certainly, certainly a fringe Hall of Fame resume. Um, I, I'm, you could absolutely argue it either way. Yeah, so a little perspective. If you combined his 2021 ERA with his 2022 ERA, it would still be less than his 2023 ERA. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, very, very unfortunate year for Wainwright. But like you said, finishing it strong, getting that fifth win of the year and that 200th win in his career, awesome for him. Just a great guy, too. Had some, you know, a lot of cool interviews talking about his mentality and stuff that I really appreciated. And a Roberto Clemente Award winner as well. Awesome in the community. Yep. And just a super impactful, impactful player and legendary. Especially that record of him and Yachty with the most starts by a battery. That is yeah, that huge. is a crazy record. When you talk about, uh, I think you may maybe mention this when it first happened, Adam. When you talk about baseball records that have chances of never being broken, that's oh yeah, at the that's very one top of them. the list for sure. Not not only is it so rare to see one player stay on a team for their whole career, but to have two <laughs> is is wild. Yeah. Um, and also, just like a catcher play that many games <laughs> dude. seriously um also just you know talking about how you know i don't really think that this season despite it being pretty you know rough how how much i don't really think it affects it, the hall of fame argument as much um if you take all of his seasons from his from his first starts all the way through 2022 his era plus is a 118 if you add in 2023 it's a 114 it's still good <laughs> Mm. you know obviously sure. drops but like still to hold a career era plus of 114 still hold a career era of a 3.52 including this season is um i mean dude's awesome yeah so, yeah so let's mm, talk about mm, his hitting mm. stats career 193 <laughs> batting average <Yo. laughs> now we're hey. talking He's got 10 home runs. Fun fact, though, uh, he did have a season where he posted a clean 500 batting average, uh, 1.667 OPS. Come on, dude. I mean, he he had six at-bats that year, but... I don't know. 
you know, that's not the point. The I point is, the point is, like the point is, he had six at bats and had a homer and a double. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was about to say that's like honestly a pro, you know, really solid six bats. Dude, that's a OPS plus Dude. a three eleven. Or a, wait, <laughs> even nuts. we gotta that's point this great. out. Now that I'm looking at his hitting stats, 2007, guy had 62 plate appearances or 62 at bats with a 290 batting average. Yeah. One home run, six ribbies, three doubles. What a stud, dude. <laughs> as much of a stud as Adam Wainwright is literally this week, you know, when you're just like in your car and you just have thoughts about yourself. I was just like, and I think I maybe even said it out loud for some strange reason. I was just like, I literally don't miss hitch- pitchers hitting at all. Like I haven't thought about it once <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until, no. until now. I mean, I shout loved- out to studs like Wayno and uh, Mad Bum, but still, it's yeah. like I don't miss it at all. Bye-bye. No, it it got rid of the ugly part of the game that was just slow and boring, but there's definitely like something that was beautiful about it when it worked. Like oh, when you got oh, the picture, hit, there was nothing more hype than just like going nuts because like Logan Webb's last at bat, he hit a home run. Like that was insane. Yeah, dude, there was uh freaking in I think 2018, Rick Porcello. The like two or three games that he pitched in NL Park just destroyed. Like, and he like had a bases clearing, uh, three RBI double against Scherzer, and then some clutch, uh, like double in Philly as well. And it was just, it's just, it's fun when it happened, but it's for the greater good for sure that it's gone. And Bartolo Cologne, are you telling me yeah. that's not one of the best moments we've ever had? <laughs> yeah, there is true. What other career achievements do we have? Oh, well, yeah, a, a uh, record-setting one uh, in a oh. historic franchise. Good old Matt Olson got to 51 and to 52 home runs this week to tie and then surpass uh, Hall of Fame caliber, in my opinion, Andrew Jones for most home runs in a single season in Braves history. Um. And we've always been big Matt Olson fans. Um, Oakland legend. But yeah. a former Oakland A legend. But are any of us surprised by 50 being a Matt Olson thing? Did, I, like, go for it. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if he's healthy for a full career, like, that the fact he hit 50, I think, doesn't necessarily surprise me. But, I mean, I'm kind of curious now, like, is this the best Matt Olson season we're going to see, or does he have more in the tank? Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have pinned him as a 50-homer guy, um, oh. even when healthy. Um, I mean, because he's posted full seasons before, and this very very close to full seasons before as well, and he tends to be high 30s, you know, high 30s home runs. So, you know, I would have said, you know, yeah, a really good full season from Matt Olson maybe looks like 43, 44, something like that. But... um I mean, 52, still going. That's that's a huge season. I could I could see it being both. I could see it being either his his best or, you know, maybe his his best season is right around the corner. Who knows? Yeah, just an awesome player. And I guess you you got to factor in the old Oakland Coliseum into those previous home run numbers <laughs> as well. But still, in a for sure that season. right center as a lefty yeah, bat yeah, that right center. Yeah, just brutal. And 2021, 
I mean, this is obviously his best uh, OPS plus season. Oh, well, discounting his 60 games in 2017. Uh, but yeah, 162 this year compared to 153 in 21. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe that that's honestly a little closer than I realized. So I think that park factor of Oakland is definitely affecting that 2021. But yeah, I mean, just love to see it. And it's crazy that you think maybe the guy with 52 home runs is almost even a little overlooked just because, you know, his teammates, <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, yeah, it was insane. Yeah. Which, I mean, we can just jump right into Acuna. Hit thirty eight oh and thirty nine today. <laughs> um, I mean, we're right. We're right next to seeing him have a forty home run, seventy steal season. That is, dude. That's this, obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the rule, the rule that changes like the throws to first and second base, the bigger bases, like all of those. We're gonna have to do an episode at the end of the season where we talk just... about like all the rules and like how they worked out during the season. But this one is. So good for the game of baseball. I don't think no. that any of the new rules are duds. <laughs> well, <laughs> like this, this is true. I agree. I was yeah, just trying. They're not all to... good. <laughs> yeah. No, they. That's why it honestly I, is a phenomenal I, product. Go for it, Noah. I've said this maybe a few months ago. It's like, you know, Uncle Uncle Rob Manfred gets a lot of hate, but it's like, I mean, obviously the whole Astros thing was was kind of ugly but then also like do you legitimately think you would have gotten people to talk if you didn't you know grant them uh whatever immunity yeah um so there's two ways to that but then it's also like he's brought you know a lot of stuff that's just seamlessly transitioned into the game made the game better smoother more exciting uh you know brought more money to the game uh so it's like you know it's still fun to hate on rob manfred don't get me wrong but i think uh you know you gotta you gotta think twice when uh, disrespecting uncle manfred um and yeah i've still complain about him but it's like you know pitch clock it's uh, and you're never gonna have a minimum, perfect which commish. i really no you're yeah, never sure. you're never gonna have a perfect commission but to have have a commission deal with a massive cheating scandal immediately into COVID into a lockout into the rule changes. Like for, for what he's been able to do as far as whether, you know, improving on field product and, and making, making the sport more fun to watch and all, you know, and, and actually handling the situations put in front of him. Like, I don't know what more you really want. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Well, these, these rule changes were definitely a great thing for Manfred. Like I think, before the rule changes, there was definitely still a lot of people who like would have their reasons of being sour. But like now that you've experienced, or I should say, we've experienced these rule changes, I truly think like Manfred's doing. I mean, it's not an easy job, and like we said, like you're never gonna be perfect at it. I mean, he's doing a heck of a lot better than Roger Goodell is, so <laughs> I'll take it. Low bar, but yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and Goodell like... is uh, amazing. Go for it. I don't know. I just like uh, I was going through our Seattle trip photos. Oh. By the way, great trip, great mm -hmm. trip, great time, um, great time. Stick around to see where we go here. next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, we were well, yeah. And I was just and you were talking about rule changes and stuff. And I just thought about 
one, just the overall electricity of Seattle opening day, but then also the Karen check uh, pitch violation mm-hmm. saga. Oh my was God. Incredible. <laughs> was phenomenal. So just good. the crowd getting so into it. I'm so, and people are saying we need different rules in the playoffs and maybe we do, no. but I don't think we need to get completely rid of the pitch clock in the playoffs because that is electric. Uh, and it's yeah. you know it's it, it's gonna change things well i mean and, and, and I, my argument too so just because i know some people are like oh we want different rules or you want you know that you want more time in the playoffs or stuff like that i actually think i disagree because you think about that karen chuck thing the new rules gave him no time and made it so that the crowd had no time to die down it was yeah. unhinged oh. from the moment it started until the moment it fell apart. Like, that's the kind of thing where, like, you give it too much time to breathe and the electricity dies down. If you, like, the way that the new rules go, like, those moments get turned up to 11 and get pinned there. And it's so good. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And Honestly, I would not be a fan of like changing the rules or going back to the old rules for the playoffs. Like if you're going to play by a set of rules, like let's carry through the entire season with that set of rules. Uh, But I will say like, I will miss the buzz. Like, oh, sure. In a playoff game that like ninth inning, the relievers just there, like, you know, everything's going through his mind. Like the crowd is like so loud they're quiet kind of in that where you said it's like too long and they start to die down a bit and you just get that buzz mm-hmm. and like i will miss that and i will remember the buzz but like just because i love the buzz doesn't mean i can't love this new era right we're gonna have that those karen check moments like imagine those type of moments they're gonna happen in the playoffs i mean sadly oh, we we'll probably won't absolutely. be there to experience them but they're gonna happen and they're gonna be absolutely electric and it just, I don't know why people are so worried about the old when it's like, you have this new thing to enjoy. It's like, you can enjoy both. Yeah. You have to enjoy them yeah. for what they are. Yeah. Though to I be fair, be like, I remember, I remember thinking like, cause I'd watched some spring training with the pitch clock and was loving it. And then when we got to the WBC, I was like, man, it's going to feel like off going to the WBC with no pitch clock. Mm-hmm. And it really didn't at all because those games were incredible and intense. But now I'm just excited, like we're saying, like to see playoff games with the new rules. It's going to be really interesting. Bring the fans into it a lot more. And I'm sure we'll still have some tension moments because, you know, you're still able to take a timeout per, you know, batter and pitcher uh, each at bat. So that will be happening and tension will still be there and things like that. So I think it's going to be maybe not quite as different as people think. um, but as you know, Adam and and you're both alluding to a more electric and sustained electricity, which is, which is a term that we are coining. But well, I guess speaking of playoffs and speaking of a couple of Atlanta Braves, uh, you know they clinched the NL East for the sixth year in a row. Absolute dominance uh, by the old Atlanta Braves and. Uh, I guess while we're on it as well, the Dodgers clinched the NL West for the 10th time in the last 11 years. So two teams that are the absolute, you know, cream of the crop in the West and the East. Yeah. Just better than everyone. So much so that it seems like they're getting bored. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers had a bit of a hiccup, you know, I think there was, there was, there was a couple spots early on in the season where 
questions being asked for sure where it was like oh you know uh, maybe the dodgers ain't quite that uh ain't quite that team but then no they steadily just stuck there um whereas i don't think there's ever been questions for atlanta they are just they've just been doing it all year dude so last night i was hanging out with a friend of the podcast kyle who's a padres fan uh, and Ooh, so me and him were having some Giants Padres discussion and Kyle had a friend who was a Dodgers fan and I was talking to him a bit and it was very surprising to me how down he is on the Dodgers. Like he's already like marked them off as like, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs, but that's it. Yeah, I don't know. That's it, it, I'm going to tell you something right now. For a 92 win team, though, that's insane to yeah. me. Go I, would wonder, I, I don't guess... say things like this a lot. Oh, I, I, I think. It's that's known that I low key kind of love the Dodgers. They've been like my West Coast night team. I, mean, I love watching the is, Dodgers. Is that supposed to be a, a lot surprise? of Dodgers? No, oh, that's oh, this yeah. is not the surprise. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. A lot of Dodgers fans just suck. If I'm being honest, oh, oh, <laughs> like, oh, Kyle like, listens to this podcast. He might show that to his friend. Oh, why would you say something I mean, so controversial but so true? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, even the dog is, is outraged. Is, <laughs> yeah but like it, it's just wild to me like i as much as i hate to admit it the dodgers have done a lot of winning recently and of course yeah the, the fans are just it's like they're bored by regular season wins which is such an insane thing to say but like dude this dodgers team has the second best record in the national league like i think to say they're not a threat is insane i think yeah, what it, honestly, he wasn't saying they aren't a threat he was just not yeah excited about the team. sure I but i also think part of what it is it's you get so used to watching a really elite on-field product that anything sub that level really sticks out and so you Anything start to latch to it. <laughs> sure. Like, dude, you have Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman on your team. Yes. Right. But they're the, like, the they're going to be the kinds of people who go, oh, my God, Bobby Miller has a, a 4.02 ERA. He's terrible. We're going to lose. We're going to be the worst team in the league. And it's like, that's better than most people's, like, fourth and fifth rotation guys. Like, that's a good. And that's a rookie. <laughs> like, what do you like? How are you mad? <laughs> like, I, I think I'm. I'm. I haven't talked to a Dodger fan about this, so I have no evidence to back it up. I think Walker Bueller situation kind of just sure. deflated a lot of people. I can and, see that. I mean, without that Walker Bueller, you're kind of like what's at the top of our rotation. But like uh, at yeah. the same time, Clayton at the Kershaw. same time, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. At the same time, you're the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw will just never leave you. So Ooh, Clayton Kachow, sure. dude. I mean, like. Uh, I don't know. It's just like Dodger fans. Chow? Kind of like, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> Dodger fans just a lot of times rub me the wrong way, wrong way. And like, I have a you know some friends that are Dodgers fans. They're good fans. We're not talking about all fans, but like, no. I mean, much. what do you what do you know about Dodger fans? Is they show up late and they leave early to games. It's like that just always rubs me the wrong. I remember. Dodgers Yankees you know the Dodgers are down by like one or two going into the bottom of the night and uh Nancy and I are like way up high and so we just see so many people leaving and Nancy was just like why are they leaving and I was like because they're Dodger fans it's, it's what they do dude, they're Dodger <laughs> fans and they are they are people who value shaving 30 minutes off their LA traffic than they do anything yeah. else <laughs> okay I, I don't know anything about the L.A. Kings, and this isn't necessarily true for the Lakers, but 
LA sports fans in general are not great. Like, have you seen an LA football game? Because when they're at home in LA, it's not a home game. Oh God, no, no, it's not even like, close. There's just too much. There's too much else to do in LA. You yeah, know? like look at an yeah. Iowa college game. It's packed because yeah. there's nothing. Are you kidding me? What else? All right. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw a city. You could have targeted that a little bit more. You could have said Oklahoma State. But yeah, but on. like, I, I'm going to, yeah. like, but like, that's the thing. Go I'm going to LA. <laughs> but like, yeah, like LA. Yeah, there's a million things. If I throw out the name Tuscaloosa, you know that because that's, that's college football town right there. There's nothing else over there. <laughs> like, this is true. Okay. But I will say it's a little fair to be you know deflated about playoff chances especially with the julio uria stuff and then you know being like okay well that happened but maybe we got walker bueller i forgot about that stuff too (laughs) yeah that's good but like also like if you're like a legit fan that's watching you know at least a couple games a week like you have two hall of famers in the prime of their career both putting up mvp type seasons you have Will Smith, who's just one of the best catchers in the game. Max Muncie doing his thing. J.D. Martinez having a renaissance season. Jason Hayward out of nowhere. Like, let's go. Uh, and then, you know, you're you're continuing to watch a very effective Clayton Kershaw as well. Um, you know, like, the playoffs are going to be what they're going to be. But, you know, we've seen teams with a lot less do a lot in the playoffs. So, I think to be just you know not happy about this dodgers team is just i don't know i don't like that mindset i I mean i agree if dodger fans are saying like yeah let's see what we can do this playoffs but also let's like make some moves in the offseason because yeah you know we kind of saved some money this year but like i mean you you gotta appreciate this team for being an awesome team and just a great coaching staff all around organization this year for sure for sure. And fans are sometimes very ira- or irrational. That's, is that the word I'm trying to say? Yep. Yeah. Sometimes fans are irrational. And like an example of this for me, I just reference the Giants a lot because obviously that's the team I watch the most. But there's Giants fans on Twitter. There was literally a thread going around last week that was like, would you rather this team make the playoffs or miss the playoffs and Kapler get fired? And you would be shocked at the amount of people that said they rather their favorite team not make the playoffs. Like, what are we talking about here? That's why. Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> but uh, it, it's just like, how, how are you as a fan saying, oh, I'd rather miss the playoffs and my coach get fired than make the playoffs? Like, I don't understand that mindset. Like, yeah. I want to watch the Giants in the playoffs. Okay, maybe it's the... 2021 team that was great and then sucked in the playoffs maybe it's one of those other three giants teams in the early 2010s that won world series like i would just want to watch the giants play playoff baseball <laughs> like what are we talking about here i just don't yeah get like i don't know dodgers fans being like we just don't have enough didn't freddie sanchez win like an nlcs mvp or something like that like you could do stuff with you know things that you don't even realize so look at the giants rosters from those three world series and if you look at most of those yeah (laughs) mvps for series i think cody ross has an nlcs mvp oh yeah cody ross like legend marcos marco scudero has one marco scudero got a big (laughs) contract out of it too yeah dude Um, like you don't you just need guys to show up right place right time (laughs) anybody can get hot in october weird things happen Weird but, uh, things you're, do you're talking about 
people getting fired. Now, we had a big one yeah. earlier this week. On Thursday, Heim Bloom uh, was officially announced as no longer being the president of baseball operations for the Boston Red Sox. And it's an interesting situation because Heim Bloom, it feels like was a bit of a face and a scapegoat for owners to like just not spend as much money for a few years. <laughs> like he yep. he he was brought in to trade Mookie Betts. <laughs> and then he just Horrible wasn't move. allowed to Yeah. And you know, Heim obviously still did that, but it was I don't know. When you talk to a lot of people more so in the organization, it's seems like a lot of the lack of spending or lack of extensions are coming from ownership, limiting spending. Um, and, you know, there are legitimate critiques as well as yeah. like he, he, the starting pitching hasn't been up to par at all, you know, and part of that is Dombrowski's fault of extending Chris sale after he really kind of fell apart at the end of the 2018 season uh and you know was just chris sale someone that seemed just inevitably going to get injured in the way like not to the extent that he did but to struggle with injuries for sure so i mean the previous regime didn't do him favors but then just a lot of prospects getting hurt um but yeah i mean it's just it seems like they're going to bring in someone new and then just allow them to spend money <laughs> again. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is unfortunate wow. for Heim. I think I, I don't know. It's, it's lame, I right? Maybe I, I do think maybe that the market wasn't for Heim too. Uh, we'll see where he goes next. I think, you know, ownership had a lot of just great things to say about him and his work ethic, but just that the results weren't there. Because uh, he did make a lot of good little moves. I mean, the relationship with Kike Hernandez lasted too long, but that initial contract getting like a platinum glove center fielder and decent output, and then a lot of these these little moves, which, you know, are more so moves that a playoff contending team would make, have, have had good dividends, but obviously not put them over the line uh, because they just haven't had that starting pitching. Um, but yeah, I mean... The Mookie Betts thing is just an all-time bad move, uh, even with what Verdugo's given you and Connor Wong. Uh, and the Mookie thing in particular is not on Heim, but there's a lot of other stuff where it's just like, you know what, maybe it's time, and I'm hoping this signals you know, more spending and, and, and a better starting rotation hopefully soon, because, oh my God, Corey Kluber. Ugh. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird. I feel like there's a lot of uh, connections you could draw between that Red Sox regime and the Giants regime. And I mean, a lot of Giants fans want Zadie gone. And I feel like this and <laughs> in a lot of sense, I feel like if Zadie doesn't make a big splash this offseason, like he doesn't land a Otani. I don't know if there's anybody else you could add to that list. Not but, really. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you could see him be out of a job if he can't find a way to land Otani, honestly, because they've yeah. kind of brought him in to build a team and they've kind of tasked him with find us a superstar. Like, and 
since po- Posey became the superstar, which like they thought he was a little past his superstardom when Zadie first came in, but the Kapler and the hitting coaches and Buster Posey being Buster Posey was still a superstar. And then since then, you've missed out on Judge, you missed out on Correa, which honestly was probably for the better. And you've missed out on, I mean, they tried after Bryce Harper early, like, you, it's enough being close, and we'll see. Uh, how, like, are you excited for what the future brings? Like, did you want, yeah. like, what would you have done if you were in charge? Would you have wanted to keep him? I, I think I would want to see at least one more year with Haim, see where he would go. Um, but like I said, I think this is just uh, a way to kind of excuse the lack of spending in, in more recent years and just be like, oh yeah, we got this new guy and they're just better at their job, but we're also letting them spend way more. And I think, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see with Liverpool looking a lot more promising now and like they're going to contend for Champions League spot for sure and maybe even a Premier League title. I know that means a lot more money for that Fenway Sports Group, which owns both teams. And then also them possibly selling Mohamed Salah to Saudi Arabia within the next year for a ridiculous Stupid amount of money. money. So I think after, I don't know, I think things are signaling a little bit of a change uh, with all that stuff. Um, but I, I don't know. For me, I think over the next two, three years, there's going to be uh, prospects and guys coming up through the Red Sox organization where people are going to be like, oh, yeah, that was Heim. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I think his impact will still be felt um, beyond, uh, you know, obviously his tenure because it's over. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the future and be interesting to see who they get in there. And I think it'll, it'll lead to more spending. And then obviously Heim helped out the farm a lot. So hopefully they'll be in a good spot, but yeah, it's definitely been disappointing results wise recently. So change was needed. Uh, I don't know if I agree with this type of change, but I'm hopeful for the results for sure. Do you think Cora stays? Yes. Okay. I figured as much. At least one more. Year. You never know. Yeah, you never know with new management. Sometimes they want to bring in their guys. Speaking, so, or does Cora of, bring in one of his guys? Side note, go for it. I don't know. I was just. This is such a uh, such a, a sidetrack, but oh. I know. <laughs> um, but uh, I know it was talked about that the coaching staff needs to be changed up a lot. But I think it was reassured that Cora is going to be staying. But there's going to be other stuff changed with within the organization and the coaching. Uh, but I was thinking about core because I was looking at the Ryan Brazier stats since he has joined the Dodgers, which are beyond elite. Um, and I just remember core just always wanting Brazier to stay. He saw it. He saw the, the electricity in Ryan Brazier, but it just never resurfaced with the Red Sox. And now it has, resurfaced and then some for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And it's a little bit hilarious. Uh but you know, good for Brady. You hate to Red see Sox, a guy leave. Legend. Yeah, you hate to see a guy leave and then suddenly perform. Especially when you know <laughs> the guy has the talent. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's nice. And he was just so bad. Bro, speak yeah. <laughs> like Josh Donaldson on the Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> 
who's he's actually been decent for the brew crew. Uh, he did a home run. He had a couple walks. He's been he's been uh, he's been doing all right. And the Yankees must be the Yankee fans must be miserable. Oh God, it's gotta suck to be a Yankee fan. Oh man, at least you know right now it does. Um, but uh, oh man, I don't know where do we want to go. Uh... We can go anywhere. <laughs> well, we were talking. We've talked about a lot of individual milestones and stuff like that. How about J Rod? We we're talking Seattle earlier. Huge. Uh, 30 30 club, back to back years to start uh, his career. Um, and obviously, we talked about his rather horrible start to the year. Yeah, it was rough. Um, but now his season numbers are looking mighty good. Um, what has impressed you more? from julio his 2022 season or his 2023 season let me pull up the stats huh yeah investigate i could that's interesting Hmm. Um, gotta investigate so why are these stats okay there we go yeah he's he's surpassed oh wait he was 2020 for two consecutive years this year he's 30 30 for the first time in his career um yeah, OPS plus uh, about 14 points lower. OPS a little bit lower, uh, but more you know what? bases, more homers, more RBI, more hits, more doubles. So last year was a better year, right? Like more war, higher, or higher OPS, all that stuff, right? Better year. I will say this year is more impressive because he had to go through the adversity of not being the superstar when you're expected to be one. Like, he was bad to start the year. I mean, not bad, but uh, he was not great. He was bad. He was bad. (laughs) He was bad for a significant portion. And not only did he turn that around, he got the numbers within, like, reach of his stellar year last year. And, dude, just the mental fortitude to not just, like, give in, like, oh, I'm going to have a bad year to come back from like a horrible start and to turn it into the season he has, I think that'll go a lot longer towards his future career than like anything else he's done. Just the ability to put the bad days and the bad stretches behind you and move on and dominate in such a fashion. You bring your stats back up. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I think just the whole fighting through things and then getting numbers, you know, rate wise close to last year and, you know, just total stats wise, even like surpassed last year in a lot of ways. Um, Really impressive and just a super encouraging sign moving forward just for like him makeup wise as a player. uh, And as your franchise star, as you mentioned, uh, really encouraging that there's like a step beyond this, you know, you know, mid 800 OPS level for him where it's like, you know, maybe next year it could be more in the, in the nines or high, high eights for sure. Yeah. Sorry. Anything else? (laughs) Yeah. I want to read something I just saw that really distracted me. It's actually has some uh, blue Jays news. Uh, Kikuchi who uh, had some cramps and said, he'll be fine for his next start. Uh, According to this beat writer, the biggest revelation is that is he said what caused it is that he only got eleven hours of sleep instead of his usual fourteen. Ooch, love that dude. Dude sleeps a lot. Fourteen hours of sleep is love your that. usual. 
I got a cramp because I slept eleven. <laughs> Dude needs to needs to get on that one. needs to get on that kawa diet. Yeah, three bananas. Is... Dude, or maybe. Is... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Here, here's something. Here's what? something. Nope. Maybe he usually gets fourteen hours of sleep before a start. That's probably what it is. Uh, yeah, no, there's. I hope he's not sleeping 14 hours a night. <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> Insane. Like, dude, live your life, my guy. Live your life. <laughs> You're awake and he's for like, 10 nah, hours dude, a day. Bed comfy. <laughs> You're awake for. <laughs> dude, think <laughs> about it. He's like literally seven just... of them at the ballpark or something like that. Yeah, oh, he's God. literally just sleeping and pitching and doing nothing Love else that. for the entire season. Love that for him. Oh, but yeah, get on that. Uh, you guys not have you guys ever seen that Kawa clip talking yeah. about uh, when he gets yeah. <laughs> monkey never cramp <laughs> and they're like why why do monkey uh because monkey eat banana two every day and so how many did you eat three <laughs> <laughs> That's a great interview. it's so he's, good Kawa I love Kawa dude it was yeah, so much he's fun incredible uh full of good, um, well, good stuff speaking of Japanese pitchers there will be one player that will not be pitching in 2024. Yeah. His name. Yep. Do you have any information about the surgery specifically? Uh, just that it officially went under today uh, or yesterday, maybe. Uh, or, yeah, I guess this morning. But, um, yep, that was final decision was that. And sounds like it was good. And he should be, according to his, was it his agent or whoever, um, should be ready to hit full, uh, no restrictions come 2024, and will be able to hit and pitch come 2025. So, seems like we'll see full DH Otani next year, which still will be one of the most valuable players on the planet. Um, but okay, yeah. question. Second half of next season... There is Otani, whatever team, unnamed team, because he's not going to be with the Angels, I presume. Um, <laughs> they they really need some defensive help in a corner outfield. By second half next year, I don't think you do it's it. It's going to be close. You don't think? Nope. It depends on what fair, kind fair, of fair. contract he gets signed to. Well, if it's a this is true. This is true. This is true. I I just don't see that happening. I don't okay, see a okay. team. I don't think. Look, Otani's what amazing. Otani wants to, what if he wants to play first base <laughs> on his Bryce Harper? You know what, dude? I could I could almost see that. But um, I also just think Otani, for as unbelievably good as he is at the plate and as unbelievably good as he is on the mound, um, his defense was always, this guy is all right. He's not an incredible defender. You know, it's not like saying... Um, you know, hey, you've got a platinum glove guy DHing Byron Buxton, um, and all of a sudden you need somebody in center field, and that's the dude you're pulling in reserves. Like, yeah, Otani is good. He's not so insanely good defensively that you risk him getting injury or delaying timetable for a pitching return or anything else to eke out, you know. Slightly above average defense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's fair. I was just curious. Yeah. He's a competitor after oh, all. For sure. Sometimes competitors are 
hard to keep off the field. Like he's used to doing his entire career pitching and hitting. Like he's gonna get a little bored if I <laughs> say it next gets year. Bored. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, but like, do you think that's crazy to say that? He I might take get a year off from year? being the best player on the planet. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Getting boring. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah, It'll be yeah interesting. that it will. Um, and like, does Otani still sign a long term contract or does he sign a one year contract oh, until he can pitches? Oh, come He's on. He's definitely signing come a one year Come on. That's a He's... stupid question. <laughs> but yeah. No, it, it just, no, I, no, no. I, I agree. He still signs long term, but like, is there a team like did he, he lost money in this injury at the, with sure. the timing of it? Yeah, I mean, and that just sucks to know. But what's a hundred thousand when you're going to make a million? I, I don't think it's a hundred thousand he lost. <laughs> <laughs> like he lost What's, millions of dollars. Otani lost five dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, it's crazy. Otani's making thirty million this year in arbitration. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is a crazy number for arbitration. Um, but I wonder if that first year has just like a lesser AAV. I wonder. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. So it's like, we, I could we, see yeah, it. It's like you're taking up, you know, two roster spots with one guy in the future years, but that first year we're going to need to get a pitcher as well. So yeah. Yeah, know, what, let us be a little more flexible, help you compete. Yeah, do you I do think. you almost structure a contract that's like you're paying first him year, for yeah. two way player for the duration, except the first year you're only paying him as a hitter, <laughs> like you know yeah. something funky like that. Yeah, maybe I don't know. That'll be that'll be something. Uh, any to look team at. that's dishing out that kind of money to Otani, I don't think doesn't it's care. That worried about next year <laughs> doesn't care. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, like I'm not, I don't think they're worried about spending ten million dollars on an extra pitcher because Otani can't pitch. <laughs> like you get what I'm saying? No, yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know. I just don't see that to be interesting, though. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. I absolutely. It it'll be interesting in retrospect too. Like when we look back afterwards, like did that actually? Like when we hear from teams, like did they offer less? Yes or no? Because of it, like yeah, mm. I... yeah. yeah. Um, see, I'll have to see. Um, I do still want to talk about this weird week the Jays had, at least briefly. Yeah, go for it. Because we were talking a bunch about it. Jays had some very important series coming up as far as their playoff chances. Um, that they they pretty badly needed to to win some of these games, and uh, you know, one of the big ones was they had a four game set against the Rangers, and they lost all four of them. <laughs> They got absolutely obliterated by the Rangers uh, at home. One of the only times I have ever heard the Jays get booed off the field at home. It never happens. Um, it is so, so rare uh, to, to hear that. And uh, after that, their, their playoff chances went from 79% to 33%. Yikes. Oof. Not good. Well, okay. Like, hey. It's all right. Let's uh, you know, you 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 got the Red Sox on the schedule. Next three games. And they sweep the Red Sox. And mm -hmm. all the P all the other games that the Jays needed to go right went right. Post Red Sox series, playoff chances went from 33% back to exactly where they were before the Rangers series <laughs> to 79%. <laughs> Just yeah, the most crazy. 
improbably weird week for the Jays. Um, and boy, was the series against the Red Sox funky because there were a couple of games there that neither of them wanted to win. <laughs> um, the Jays really had no business uh, walking off the Red Sox in back-to-back games uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, walked off one of them on an absolute missile from Chapman, just smashed to center. Um, but the other one was like a swinging bunt from Whit Merrifield that just bounced up and died on the infield and wasn't playable. Um, just a funky, funky week for the Jays, who have been kind of frustrating to watch. <laughs> um, just not getting production from people they desperately need production from. Um, although Vlad Vlad has has done a little bit better, but uh, when Davis Schneider, who loving I'm loving Davis Schneider, but when the dude that you called up mid season is like the guy that I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah. taking <laughs> taking at bats when you've got a team with George Springer and Bo Bichette and you know Vladdy, like that is that is not ideal. <laughs> saying to call saying that you called him a mid season is even crazy because like you called him up like what a month ago now? Like- yeah, he's played 31 games. I mean that is in yeah. the middle of the season technically. Like I, that's you know I guess, but yeah, that he's he's barely played any MLB baseball. And that's I was and yet nurse, he's still got an OPS was, over a one dot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking about this on the way home from the gym. Because this is, you know, like the pretty much like the third year in the row where the Blue Jays haven't quite given us what we have expected. Uh, but then we keep thinking that they're like looking like this elite team every year. What is it on the Blue Jays that we are overrating? I like, you know, I, I mean, I think it's 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 funny, right? Like last year, it was this you had really a solid rotation where you had Manoa leading it. I mean, border Cy Young season. Yeah, and but you had a you had a really really solid, you know, one two punch in Manoa and Gossman, and you know the back half of the rotation was really struggling. Um, the bats were doing really well last year, and the defense was kind of mid, and so the underperforming was like, you know, when can the offense not overpower everybody? And then this off season, you saw a lot of, you know. Not, you know, superpower bats, but guys like Lourdes Gurriel and and Teoscar Hernandez are guys that really bring a lot of a lot of pop to your lineup and you replace them with big defensive pieces and you kind of get a revamp of your pitching rotation. Obviously, Manoa situation really bad, but otherwise, top to bottom, this Jays rotation is freaking incredible. Like they are an amazing rotation right now. Gossman, Gossman, Kikuchi, Barrios, and Bassett all under a four ERA. None of them under a three or anything like that. But like, how much have... sleep are they all getting? Huh? Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> seriously. Um, but you know, they have been an incredible rotation, and now the bats are underperforming. And so, it it the Jays seem to be perpetually caught in this like. On paper, if everything clicks, they're awesome. But inevitably, something seems to be lagging behind every time. And they just aren't putting it all together. And whether that's telling me, yeah, <laughs> tell me they just don't they don't got that fight. They don't got that dog in them. I, I think they have. 
I think they do. I just don't. It's just not clicking all at the same time. And it's just they don't have a. I don't know. They keep they keep trading one thing for another and it's it never quite seems to be the right thing. You know, they traded a lot of the the young fun for veterans that have that veteran presence and better defense. And what do they lose? They lose some of that spark. You know, they you know, the year before, you know, you you get rid of a lot of your older system. You call up a lot of your young guys and you get that young spark, but you lose that, you know, um, that buckle down mentality. That was what kind of killed them last year. So I don't know. It's 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 just a funky team to watch. (laughs) Not even in a shameful way. Is it quite simply just that the AL East is too good for the Jays? Um. I mean, that is part of it, I guess. Um, it is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to be an 84 win team and in third place and very, very probably out of a wild card. That's crazy. Like that's, that's pretty wild. That's Hey, they don't call it a wild card for nothing. No, for sure. But, you know, so <laughs> so that is the thing, too, is like as much as I'm talking about, oh, the Jays are an aggravating team sometimes to watch or oh, like they're, you know, the, there's just things that aren't clicking. It's really not their fault that they're not in a playoff spot necessarily, because that's 84 wins that puts them in first place in two different divisions. That's that's 80, three different divisions, maybe. Um, because the Astros, who we talk about being an, a really incredible team, are sitting at literally the same record. Um, are you disrespecting the Brewers, who have 85 wins? Uh, did they just get a win? Have I just not refreshed this page? Yeah, they just won. Okay, so they, they just got the 85. Sorry. Running on an ever so slightly old uh, standings page. But uh, so, yeah, hey, sorry. Don't, sh- don't they, shout out. <laughs> sorry, they would only be winning two divisions, the AL, the other two AL divisions. Like, yeah. you know, so it is, it's this thing where it's like, I almost, it's funny. I, I talk about how this is the kind of thing that is why Dodgers fans sound whiny sometimes. It's a kind of similar problem where it's like, I have this real, you have this really good team who, for, you know, has whatever problems that just stick out. And you're like, oh, now I'm now I don't like it. <laughs> now I'm now I think our my team sucks. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, Dodgers I mean, a much better record and also division lock. But you know that's also by virtue of the rest yeah, of if, the NOS kind of sucking. If, yeah, if they get to ninety wins again this year, it'll be their third season in a row of over ninety wins. Yeah. So as much as disappointing as they've still felt at times, it's. I don't know. It's it is like kind of a weird thing where it's just like if you know playoff seating happened in a different way, then we might not even be talking about them right. in the way that we do as yep. well. I mean, the Blue Jays also had a young team for a lot of those runs. Like those stars are getting a little more veteran like now. So like I feel like it's hard to say you're disappointed by a team when they're as young as some oh, of those Blue Jays stars have been. The window is Absolutely. closing up. You're gonna have to pay <laughs> someone or get rid of someone soon. So you got yes, you gotta go. That window yeah, is, is true. yeah. The, the is window true. of their talent, no, but the window of how long can you pay them? Yeah, yeah a bit. Is. This so, is true. This is true. That'll be that'll be a a very interesting thing to see where Toronto goes with that. 
because well yeah oh go for can't, it. can't hold on to literally everybody that's <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah you could certainly ask how to let people go yeah but uh I don't know if either of you guys saw the thing I retweeted on the nonstop baseball account earlier. Um, so was it the but, Joe Panic news? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Anything Whoa. Joe Panic has Anything to be Joe Panic, baby. Important. And <laughs> this is bringing you the <laughs> the real important news. Uh, Joe I'm Panic. I'm going to be fully transparent here. I'm going to wait before you say it. I'm going to be fully transparent here. I was definitely leaning towards like, man, I just want to eat. I want to get done with this podcast. <laughs> you mentioned Joe Panic once, and I'm I want to talk for locked 45 in. more minutes. Locked <laughs> in. Like, I have locked locked in. in. And you know what? That's what a good locker room guy does. Hey, and is there a better yeah. locker room guy than just really going hard about who's a real team player? Of course, yeah. I mean, it's it's our boy Joe Panic career sacrifice bunts fourteen. Huge. Mookie Betts career sacrifice bunts four. Right. I mean, who's doing more Lame. for his team here? Who's I'm just saying. I'm not saying he's better, but I, I'm just saying. I'm saying he's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a hilarious little Twitter thread where someone's like, yeah, let's compare Mookie to Joe Panic since Pat <laughs> yeah. Panic was taken before him in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I just love that the response is about career sacrifice buns and saying <laughs> only one of these guys is a real team player. <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot Joey P only won one ring. Yeah. Yes. He only was there for 2014. He was the child of the group. Do you, do you know what's crazy? There's You would be shocked how little players have three rings. You'd be shocked at names that don't have three rings. Yeah, there's there's Brent. definitely a couple that did that just weren't there for all three. Yeah, a lot. That you'd think Brent. that would be Crawford. Yeah, Brandon Belt doesn't have three. Crawford, I think. Crawford does three. not have three. Yeah, no, he only has two. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah, Crawford. Oh, wait, yeah, because Belt wasn't there 2010. Yeah, I don't think Crawford was there 2010. That's weird. Um, I think it's literally like Pablo Sandoval, Buster Posey. Uh, pitchers, I believe I think Tim Lincecum Matt has Kane, all three. Matt Cain and Tim Lincecum. Although and people, I think, I think forget that Lincecum was there for 2012 and 2014. Yeah. Or 2014. Well, I mean, he, he was actually key pieces out of the bullpen, especially in That's 2012. True. He That's was true. huge out of the bullpen. He's big out of the uh, pen. And then, so it's those. It's Matt Cain, Lincecum, Posey, uh, Sandoval. I think Sandoval is there for 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, there's probably like a reliever or two yeah. and that's it that's all who had all three hmm. so it Wild. is kind of crazy but hey, uh, shout out joe panic we you will never retire in our eyes um yes <laughs> i was gonna say i just because i forgot that i had added this on the doc but speaking of young guys uh who boy i could see having three rings um we have not talked about spencer three, strider three, three. like at all this season um yeah he's a nobody <laughs> dude he has been <laughs> insane. <laughs> um, yeah, he is. There has been a couple of stats that have come out for for Strider. Uh, Strider in uh, in thirty one of his fifty uh, MLB starts, he has struck out at least nine batters. Uh, yeah. He's currently sitting at two hundred and seventy strikeouts this season. <laughs> wow, 
That is insane. He is, he is uh, literally back to back years of a thirteen point eight K per nine rate. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's that insane. is absurd. Um, uh, his overall ERA this year is a little bit down. He's given up a little uh, a little more on the long ball, but uh, boy, we have not talked about Ooh. the strikeout yeah. machine that Spencer Strider has been this year. I, I think because he bursted onto the scene super super fast last season and just started blowing everybody away. And then just kept doing it. Just didn't stop yeah, this year at all. He is absolutely insane. Yeah. Like the game he pitched against the Giants, I think he had like 13 Ks and the Giants looked hopeless. Yeah. It was wonderful. It's it's uh, uh he has just had an absolutely in- incredible year again. Um it, especially just from just the strikeout numbers. Dude's wild. It's it's crazy. And I must say, since we are a innings pitched pod, big fan yes, of innings sir. pitch. We have to shout out the first pitcher to hit 200 innings pitched on the hey. season. Hey, Logan <laughs> Webb, 201 innings pitched. That's my guy. Low key, I feel like he's kind of had an underrated season. Just, yeah, I don't Low know why. Key, everything he does, yeah, he's <laughs> an underrated guy. Yeah, can agree but with I that. I love Logan Webb. He's my guy. Shout out him for 200 innings. And you guys got anything else for this week? First uh, time in his career, too. Oh, shout out. yeah. First time, he's a young guy, young guy, 26 years old. Hopefully we have more to come. Yeah, let's see anything else. Uh, we got a little bit of just a touch of Florida news. Jazz Chisholm had a two Grand Slam series against uh, against the Braves. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and the Marlins had not hit a single Grand Slam all year. All before. year. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, wow. Jazz was like, I'm doing it. Also, I know I sent it to her elite home run trot. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, yeah. So sure, good. Um and yeah, Royce Lewis is addicted to Grand Slams Dude, at this point. Can't hit enough yeah. of them. Uh, He's got what five yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, he he did get injured today, so hopefully Royce Lewis. Is I, okay. I'm but, I'm uh, wouldn't be shocked if he could hit one injured. So, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, other other Florida news. Um, obviously there was rumors like crazy that Tampa Bay could leave. Nope, they're not. They're staying. They got a new stadium deal for St. Petersburg. Um, so they'll make they'll they'll have a new park eventually. They're going to make just the trap, but worse. Dude, have you? No, no, no. Have you seen the pictures of it? I just have you seen, seen like one the renderings? And I was like, okay. I, like, the, here, like this is one of the renderings. It's it's got it's got trop DNA. <laughs> oh, my. You got to keep the it, keep the feel. It has that trop. better be so high. Uh, like, dude, it's us. Yeah. It is a I. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's I it's a want. roof. It's a roof. And it's got big ass trusses going through this going up to the center There's it no has drop dna do that i There's don't know way they're gonna do okay that. i could see it happening okay. and i love it <laughs> okay it gives off new texas vibes but mm-hmm. way worse oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean a I little mean, bit at least it's not the trop no look anything is better than a trop let's look, don't like, don't say anything there's the Oakland Arena for you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I put some respect on the Coliseum's name right there. All right, I I love the Coliseum as a con- football as a concrete palace right there. I love, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but uh, <laughs> <Where> dreams are made. <laughs> okay, Joe Panic has taken us to a dark place on this episode. Or, Joe Panic, what? Joe Panic played for the Miami Marlins. That's more Florida news. Okay, and with that. Yeah. <laughs> Tua hasn't got a concussion this year. Shout out Tua. Yeah, we'll see he has next week. Shout out. Goodbye. <laughs>
Goodbye. I, I should have said more Florida news before I said that. <laughs> it's not too late. Oh, more Florida news. I got no more. I got no more Florida news. I got nothing, I'm sorry. Actually, no, I do have more Florida news. Blake Snell, who used to be uh, Florida, pitching a really good going game. Going on a no-hitter. Going on a no-hitter right going now. a little no-hitter going. He's seven innings in. Nah, Rockies will win. It, sure. I mean, it is a 0-0 game, but I'm also not going to... I'm not where I'm not going to sit here and watch the rest of it. So no, whatever. Anyway, that's it for the Florida segment. Bye.